0: So, today we are interviewing a substitute teacher, a paraeducator, a youth pastor, and a professional wrestling official. Which interview are you looking forward to most? Let's get it started. So- All right, guys, it's going to be a good one today. I want to just quickly say, make sure you stick around after the interview. I've got announcements about a couple of other interviews that are going to be milestones as well at the end of today's podcast. One of them includes a famous author and another one includes a famous podcast host. So I'll talk about that after the interview. So here we go. All right, guys. I am looking forward to today. We have another interview. We have Drew from Kansas, and I I really enjoyed reading about Drew's uh, statistics and his resume. We're going to let those let him share uh, those with us today. Drew, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing awesome, Greg. I'm <laughs> actually in the middle of traveling right now. I'm pulled off in a, in a small town at a park, and uh, looking forward to being here with you today. Uh, Greg, thanks for having me.
0: That's awesome. That uh, sounds, like, sounds like you're having a more fun day. I'm basically just sitting in my office. So your day sounds like more fun than mine. Uh, I tell the listeners, what, what impresses me about Drew is he wears so many hats. He is a substitute teacher. I think he told me he's been a paraeducator. He is a youth pastor and all that's exciting but even most exciting I think he is because he's a pro wrestling official so Drew why don't you just take us through your resume a little bit take as long as you want and I'll be honest with you I saw on your Facebook page that you're from Alaska which is one of my favorite states to visit so have at it tell us tell us about your journey through all that stuff
1: oh my goodness yeah uh, I definitely (laughs) live a pretty exciting life um the, the main reasoning behind that is I don't really like to be bored. Uh, so <laughs> I, I, I kind of try to invest in a lot of different areas. Uh, yes. I'm currently a substitute teacher. Uh, this is only actually my first semester as a substitute teacher. Great. Um, and I'm a substitute teacher in three different districts here in Northeast Kansas, uh, where I live. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely uh, enjoy staying busy. Uh, I, I am a youth pastor. Um, I, I'm a youth pastor at a, about a medium sized church here in Northeast Kansas. Good. Um, I, I run about 25 to 45 youth, any given Wednesday night. Good. Um, many of which I see in the schools, uh, when I, when I go and substitute, um, many of which I've met through substituting. Um, yes, I was a paraeducator educator for, uh, two years at the local high school here in this, in the town that I live in. Um, I, I do substitute teach in that school often now, so it's cool for the students to see me in kind of more of a different role. Um, I definitely miss uh, being a paraeducator educator and seeing those students' faces every day, uh, okay. but it is fun to go in there and see them and uh, see how they're doing now. And um, I, I enjoyed uh, going back there and seeing them. Uh, the professional wrestling part of my life is pretty crazy. <laughs> Um, I, I, I stay busy on the weekends doing that. Um, typically on Fridays and Saturdays, I'm on the road, uh, traveling. Um, it is like, uh, WWE style professional wrestling. Okay. Um, And it's, it's always interesting when that comes up, um, you know, in the classroom or, uh, you know, in the sanctuary when I'm the youth pastor, (laughs) It's it's, it's a, it's a really fun and exciting part of my life. And, uh, I do it because yeah, I'm passionate about it and I think it's fun. But also, it gets me around different kinds of people who, um, you know, sometimes there isn't such an encouraging vibe around that right. industry. Uh, sometimes yeah. there's more of a darkness that kind of, that kind of clouds that, uh, that style of business. And so, uh, if I can be there and I can be kind of that light in the darkness and kind of be that person that's going to be encouraging no matter what. And it's going to be uh, somebody who they can uh, look forward to seeing and somebody who is always just encouraging. Um, if I'm doing that, then I'm doing my job. And that's all the passion right. that I need to do that. I like um, it. Yeah, I I I was I was born in Alaska. Uh I lived in uh Whittier, Alaska, which actually is a really fascinating town if you do any kind of research on that town. Um I'll kind of leave that one open so people can go and look. It's it's a, <laughs> it's a town it's a town that's only uh only has two or three buildings in it.
0: <laughs> oh really? Everybody,
1: yeah, everybody kind of lives in the same kind of complex
0: gotcha (laughs) you know i've heard of it so it's not like it's a city i've never heard of
1: right yeah and it's a very interesting town uh i didn't spend too much of my life there before uh before moving to kansas but uh it's it's a very interesting thing to kind of think back on and kind of kind of research so that's my life in a nutshell Uh, (laughs) i could talk for for hours about any of those right um, right it's, uh, I, I know this is a substitute teacher's podcast, so <laughs> I want to talk about that well,
0: more. But. I, now, some of the things you mentioned really leads into one of the first questions I was going to ask. You know, I think the kids love us to share our stories with them. And I know from what you just said that you've shared some of your uh Wrestling, officiating stories. Give me one or two of those that you've shared in the classroom, and what was the students' responses?
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> so one thing I like to do in the classroom is uh, I like to play two truths and a lie. I don't know if you're familiar with that. I am. Uh, I, I am. I at all, but uh, for any listeners that aren't, I say three things about my life. Two of them are true. One of them is false, and they have to try to guess which one is false or which one's the lie. Um, and I always bring up as one of my truths that I'm involved in the professional wrestling business. And uh, it, most students look at that and they think, what? That is so ridiculous. No, you're not. You know, <laughs> um, so that, that really opens up that conversation. Um, really, I just tell them um, a lot of stories about like what me and my friends do, uh, me and my buddies, when we're on the road going to different wrestling events. Right. Uh, they always seem to be really fascinated about that. Another thing they seem to be fascinated about with is like, if I have any kind of stage name or, you know, anything like yeah, that, Yeah, right. Uh, they they always get really into that. And sometimes if I say, if, if I get the right, you know, sixth or seventh grade class, that's all they'll want to talk about.
0: Oh yeah. Sixth <laughs> uh, just graders, just, especially you bring up one story and that's what they want to hear about.
1: Yeah. They'll kind of, they'll kind of grab onto it and that's, you know, that's what they want to hear about. But, um, yeah, uh, it makes for a very interesting classroom dynamic. I'll have several of them that will try to search me up on Google or try to search <laughs> me up on YouTube. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm available on all those platforms. And so they find it and they're like, this is so cool. Um, right. Sometimes it's a, it's a cool thing. Other times it gets them a little bit distracted and sidetracked. But, you know, uh, I, I think it's important to make those connections with the students. Uh, that way, you know, I might be invited back by what they tell their
0: teacher and things no like that. No doubt about it. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. The, uh, you know, I've found even, I can't remember if I've even mentioned this to you, but the listeners know I'm a a high school volleyball and softball official. And I have found that, you know, you, you really connect even more strongly when you see these kids in an extracurricular situation. How often do you get to see these kids outside the classroom these days? Do you teach some of those that are, go to your church?
1: Yes, I do. Um, there's a sixth grade class at the, at the junior high that I teach at often. And, uh, most of my students that come to youth group, uh, are in that sixth grade class. And so uh, when I, when I go and substitute in that class, many of those students, uh, many of them referred to me as pastor drew, even in the classroom.
0: Is that uh, right? <laughs> just because
1: that's what they know me as. And sometimes right. I would be like, what pastor drew. And that kind of opens up that conversation too. Um, but yeah, many of the students that I teach either in the, at the high school level or the, the middle school level, many of them do come to our youth events and are, are pretty involved in our church. And so it's, it's a really cool, that's another interesting kind of dynamic. Um, because also that really opens up, uh, the availability for students um to invite their friends to youth group um, because they can be like, you know how <laughs> you know how cool Mr. Drew is, you can go sure. see him on the opens the door. At yeah. youth group, you know. So it's 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 really opened up a lot of doors. And I think at I think even more so than being a paraeducator because with those students I saw them every day. You know, I was I was invested heavily in their academics. But as a substitute teacher, I'm not as invested in that. And so I'm not uh I'm not somebody they look at as, you know, somebody who's here to help me with my grades. I'm there uh, to, to be somebody who is uh, filling in for their teacher just, you know, uh, one one or two days. And uh, if they see me, not as much, sometimes they're more inclined to come to you through to see me. So, uh, right. you know, so it's, pre- it's a pretty cool thing.
0: Right. And we're not just teaching them as substitute teachers. We're trying to build relationships, too. So I totally mm-hmm. agree with that. Some of the standard questions I like to ask everyone that I interview on here because we all come from different perspectives let me ask you one of those what do you think when you're substitute teaching what do you think uh makes students favorite substitute teachers their favorites
1: I really think it's the substitute teachers that um that like to have fun I mean um and some people might disagree with me on that but um not me I, I, you're right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I think that there's a fine line between having fun and still getting things accomplished. Yes. Um, and I, I think there's a way to do it both at the same time. Um, when, I, when I get into a classroom, I, I typically start off with having fun. I do a, an activity or a game, uh, depending on the grade level. Uh, oftentimes with middle schoolers, I'll do two truths and a lie, or I'll do Simon Says just to kind of get our uh, just to kind of get off on the right foot. Good. Uh, That way it's easier when I say, all right, now it's time to move on to our classwork. Students are typically like, "Okay, let's get that out of the way so we can do more fun things at the end. You know, (laughs) Um, right. Right. And I think that's really important. I think it's okay. I think it's fine that subs go in and they have fun, because if you come in and you're just right off the bat, you know, uh, not a happy camper (laughs) or, you know, uh, you know, maybe even yelling at the kids to sit down or yelling at them to be quiet very first off, that's automatically going to put up that wall between you and them. That, that's
0: a um, that's a great answer.
1: Yeah, and so, uh, and then if you're having more fun, they're typically probably going to be more inclined to tell their teacher, "Hey, that sub was awesome. Can they please come back?" And then that's there is one.
0: no doubt about that. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. You've actually answered my second question in your answer to the first because I was going to ask, you know, how uh, what makes students sometimes feel uh, disrespected and they don't like to be yelled at. We don't yell at, like to be yelled at either. So. I think that was a great answer. What you know, you mentioned even if we have fun, we have to learn. What traits of substitute teachers do you think help students learn better?
1: Um I think it's also I think it's really important that when we substitute uh for a certain uh subject and we, we know that we're going in with that subject, I think it's uh wise that we at least attempt or try to uh, substitute in areas that we might be somewhat knowledgeable at.
0: Yes. Um,
1: I know I uh, I was an English major in college for a while. Um, and so when I can get the English or the history classes, I know that I know some things about those subjects. Right. Um, so those are automatically a little bit easier. Whereas if I get you know, mathematics or science, I'm not as uh, conditioned in those areas. Gotcha. So, when I go into it, I automatically know, you know, uh, I might know something about what we're doing in this class as opposed to mathematics or science where I don't know. And I think it's important that we don't just pick whatever, uh, sub job comes along. And I know sometimes we have to do that. Um, I think it's important to kind of decide, okay, what are my strengths, uh, as far as subjects and make sure we're kind of gravitating towards those as opposed to going somewhere where we're probably not going to know any of the material.
0: Yes. That's a good answer. I've been put in the same situation. I'm actually the opposite of you. I'm kind of a math and science guy, and I'm not as comfortable with social studies, although my wife is a social studies fifth grade teacher. so, But I totally agree with what you just said. I think that's a good answer. Uh, Have you ever been put in a situation where a need for discipline comes up while you're there, and how do you typically handle it? Not, not anything like fights or anything, but just general things like being disruptive in the classroom.
1: Um, Honestly, and some people might, agree, might disagree with this too. Um, as far as disruptions, I, I always try to find ways to uh, avoid having to send students to the office. Um, that, that's the last thing I want to do. <laughs> um, me too, me too. And I might, I might send them to the hall for a few minutes. Um, but I I try to avoid and do everything I can either to not send students to the office or not have to have the principal or administration come into the classroom. Um, The, the main thing I do, if a student is being disruptive, um, I've actually, I actually encountered this about two weeks ago at a a high school level. Um, There there were some students that were kind of picking on uh, another student in the class. And I just uh, at first I kind of was just listening to it and I was seeing how it might escalate. And so I, 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 First, just gave a warning, um, generally, just to kind of the whole class. And I said, make sure that if we're, uh, you know, doing what we're supposed to be doing, we can chat as long as it's, you know, appropriate chat. And so I kind of just gave a general, you know, to the whole classroom kind of thing. Um, And then I noticed that this student was this student specifically was kind of picking on this other girl. So I went just quietly to him, you know, kind of just gave him a warning. And I said, you know, um, I don't want this to escalate even farther. Um, I don't want this to escalate to levels of, you know, harassment or things like that. And So if we can just kind of nip it in the bud right now, we won't uh, have any major kind of issues here. And that's not what I want here. And he, he kind of, you know, that kind of softened him a little bit. I, th- I think that really, that really kind of worked with him. Um, he did make one or two more kind of snide comments, but I could tell he was a little bit impacted by what I told him. Um, and I think really he was just showing off for some of his friends cause he had his right. buddies in the classroom with him. Um, uh, and so I did end up sending that student to the hall for five minutes and I had a conversation with him in the hall and I just said, this can't be happening in the classroom. I don't know what your typical teacher allows, but I'm not going to allow this because I don't think that's right. Um, and so I told him he's not in trouble. Um, just that he needed to take a break from the rest of the class for a few minutes. Um, and so I, th- I think when he, when he came back in, he was fine. He kind of sat there quietly for the, you know, 10 or 15 minutes that remained in the class. Um, and I, I think there's ways to de-escalate situations. Um, and there's definitely ways to make situations worse, even being the substitute teacher. no um, doubt. Because if the wrong substitute teacher had that kid and just started screaming at him, that would have, you know... Uh, escalated into a shouting match, and who knows what would have happened from there.
0: <laughs> um, right,
1: right. Yeah, you know, we have to we have to go in with a sense of, you know, I don't want to send students to the office today. And I think some substitute teachers go into the classroom uh, thinking it's more of like a power trip, <laughs> and it's, right. it's not. I agree. It's it's. I th- I think I'm a substitute teacher so that I can invest in the next generation in a in a unique way. Um as opposed to, you know, making $100 a day or whatever it is where we're in your district.
0: <laughs> That's basically it. <laughs> right around there. I think it sounds like from your answers, me and you would get along great. We might have to meet up one of these days. And we we share a lot of this of the similar thoughts. Let's turn that around a little bit. Do you ever reward students? And how do you do that? And why do you do that? Um.
1: I'm I'm still kind of
0: trying to figure out the best
1: ways to do that. Um just because I feel like a lot of classrooms are really different. A lot of a lot of students would love, you know, chocolate or candy or uh whatever it is when they're when they're behaving well, but other students, you know, I've experienced uh some classrooms where they really appreciate just kind words. Um right. I remember uh, one instance actually in the in the 6th grade class that I was mentioning earlier, uh one student um Finished their assignment, um, rather quickly. And he'd actually done a good job. I looked over his assignment and saw that he answered most of the questions correctly. And so I told him, good job. I'm proud of you. And I could tell that that meant everything to that student. I could tell, oh, that, no maybe, I could tell that maybe he's never been told that by, you know, a teacher or a parent or a, a grandparent or whatever. Um, and so once that happened, as soon as every other student, uh, finished up and they said, Mr. Drew, I'm done. I would just say, <laughs> a quick, I, I would just say a quick, uh, you know, uh, encouraging word to them, and actually, one of the students towards the end, um, he said, "Mr. Drew, I'm done with my with my packet." And I said, "Cool, turn it into the box." And he kind of looked at me because he noticed I hadn't said anything encouraging to him. So he kind of <laughs> looked at me, and he was like, "Well, are you proud of me?" And I was like,
0: "Yes, I'm proud of you, of course." That's cool. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome, man. But that that, that's, that's that's awesome. really good.
1: Yeah. And that's sixth graders. You would think sixth graders would want the chocolate or the candy, <laughs> Right. but right. They, they really wanted just someone to encourage them. So,
0: yes, I agree. I'm actually at the end of the, of my list. Is there anything that you want else you want to share with us before we get out of here?
1: Man, I think, I think just have fun. Uh, a lot of subs, I think just don't have fun. And I've asked students, you know, uh what they would prefer me to do if i go to a new school sometimes i ask them the students what they prefer me to do as their substitute and a lot of them will say have fun with us um you know um we aren't just there to to pretend to be their teacher for a day we're there right. for a reason we have a job to do right. and i think part of that job is building relationships and making sure um that students no matter who they are no matter what they look like or what they wear or how they smell, or you know what they talk like. <laughs> every, every student is important, and I think some people a lot of times forget that. And so, I think going into the classroom with that uh, with that attitude, um, this job can be very stressful, but also very rewarding. Um, and I right now I love this so much I almost want to do this for the rest of my life.
0: <laughs> right, <laughs> but. Uh, oh, my listeners here know I've said the same thing. I retired as from an account from accounting of all things in 2018, and I wish I'd been an educator.
1: Yeah, and people ask me all the time, "Are are you going to go back to school? Are you going to go, you know, <laughs> become a teacher?" And I've I've really thought about that and substitute yeah. teaching. That's something that made me really <clears throat> that really made the the gears start grinding in my head about doing that. So right. that may be what I do. It may not. I don't know. But uh, it's it's. It's an encouraging job, and I hope that all substitute teachers go into the classroom with that mindset that um, these, these students need uh, good adult relationships in their life, and um, we can be a part of doing that for them. So,
0: Man, that's great. That's a great interview. I really appreciate, Drew, you being here today, and don't hesitate to ever email me if you ever need anything, and I will probably do the same when I need something from you. Okay, I know that sounds like a, an abrupt end to that interview. We actually had an internet issue right at the end of that, but don't worry, we did say some cordial goodbyes, so you didn't miss any of that other than us saying goodbye to each other, and uh, Drew has a copy of that, so I'm I'm glad you got to listen to that. That was a great interview. You know, it's funny how all of us, that I, or all the people that I've interviewed, have said different answers as we go through the standard questions and we all approach it a little bit differently but we all have the same interest at heart we want to build relationships with those kids we want them to learn things as well and we want to make the class fun so I'm glad that we got to talk about that with Drew now I know that he has shared his face in in, facebook information with the kids he teaches so his name's drew chandler i know he wouldn't mind you googling him too maybe you'll get to see him officiate one of his pro wrestling matches or maybe you'll get to drop in on him at his church and and i know he would appreciate that so i'm glad he got to spend some time with us so just real quickly before we end today we've got interviews scheduled two of the next three weeks, one of those interviews you heard me touch on intermittent fasting last week. I have a best-selling author, Jen Stevens, scheduled to interview in the next three weeks. She is going to be talking about her current book called Delay, Don't Deny, And that is out right now. I would encourage you to buy that. She's got another book coming out this summer. I will let her tell you about all that. I am, you know, it took me 10 days to get sold on the concept. I would encourage you to read that book. It's only going to cost you about 10 bucks on Kindle. I will tell you, I have been at it for 10 days I was shocked that I really didn't feel that hungry. There are a whole lot of different ways you can try her plan. You don't have to do it exactly the way way I do. You can be more strict. You can be a lot less strict. What I do is basically fast for 20 hours a day. Yeah, that sounds like a lot, but it really hasn't affected me that much. And then I eat whatever I want in those four hours remaining And in the first 10 days, I lost an inch and a half off my stomach and I lost four and a half pounds. So it's working for me and it's really more of a lifestyle change, but I don't want to take any more of what Jen is going to tell us here in a few weeks. Also, we're going to have an interview soon with two co- co-hosts of the Curious Kid podcast. That will be Jacob and Olivia. And again, I don't want to take too too much away from that, but I would strongly encourage you to go to their Curious Kid podcast and subscribe to it now it's a great resource in the classroom and that's what we'll be discussing with them so we got some great interviews coming up I hope you can listen to all of them look forward to those always remember you can contact me at gregcollinsubstitute at gmail.com you can also go to our Facebook page Substitute Teachers Lounge and you can remember if you want to support us You can do that at patreon.com slash substitute teachers lounge. We will see you next week. Music provided by Ben Sound.